So, you know how I always think about wokeism as something that is destructive to society, and it is, it always is. Uh, but when we think about wokeism, it's a, I don't know, it's a, a, a panoply of different things, right? It's a plethora, if you will, of different things where we're talking about transgenderism, uh, how America is a racist country, uh, math is uh, an example of white privilege, uh, being polite uh, for that matter uh, is is a token of, of civilization destruction and uh, what else? Uh, there, there's so many other things that are involved, um, but it's all, it's all about, yeah, my, I guess, what, are they, what do they call it? Intersectionality. Um, if you're gay, you're a better person. If you're transgender, you're a better person. If you're white, um, that's really bad. And if you're white male, that's even worse. And if you're a white Christian male, uh, that's, that's really, really bad. And then if you're a white Christian straight male, I, I don't know, you really should just go straight to hell. <laughs> if there is such a thing, right? Well, and you will. Uh, yes, yes. And that person you hear laughing is, the, is none other than the great Karen Sigmund the CEO and leader of American Freedom Alliance, uh, a wonderful organization dedicated to defending Western values. And uh, by the way, I, I helped uh, Avi, uh, Avi uh, or the former CEO, who, the late Avi, yeah. um, deal with uh, Avi Davis, that is, because um, we were looking for taglines and he had uh, some taglines that were fairly passive in the way that they were grammatically structured. So I said, no, no, we need to be active, defending Western values. And yes. that, you're right. I mean, I, I yeah. thought it was great. So he liked it. And that's, uh, that's how we rolled with it. I, I think you're, you're still using that, right? Yes, absolutely. And when I had first heard it, I thought, oh, that's a little bit hysterical. <laughs> and then as every day, every day that goes by, no, it wasn't at all. And we it's not at all. Yes. We're absolutely, <laughs> yeah, defending yeah. and clawing back to get to Western values. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's we're definitely using it. It's, it's sad and pathetic at the same time that we even have to be in this position. I mean, like Ari uh, and I, meaning uh, Ari David, um, you know, my usual producer and, and who often is uh, with me as, as a co-host on these things. We, we came up with a podcast a long time ago um, about the conversations we are having and the conversations versus the conversations we should be having. And I, I always like that particular podcast because <laughs> here we are. I mean, what, what are the conversations we're having? We're having conversations about transgenderism, right? Mm -hmm. Whether, whether it's, it's reasonable for a man to uh, swim uh, competitively with a women's sport team and so on, uh, whether it's okay for him to go to the locker room. We thought these things were pretty settled, right? The science is settled, as it were, uh, <laughs> right? Like, but we really have to be arguing about this? Seriously? I, we, have to, we have to wonder what a woman is, what a man is, really? I, we have to say that, that's not, that it's not okay to uh, allow a, a minor child to go get a sex change operation or hormone replacement therapy, whatever. We, we, we have to talk about this nonsense. We have, to, we have to say that America is an inherently racist country. These are conversations that we are having that we, we are completely distractions. They're ridiculous conversations, uh, like arguing whether or not two plus two is four. Okay, we, okay, you can argue that, you know, is it really four? Okay, I... But it's it's you're not getting anywhere. You're not you're not advancing. 
the questions we should be having or the conversations we should be having are things like what what best way can we attack viruses what what best way can we discover the the mysteries of the universe what best way can we be uh, great human citizens and uh, virtuous citizens of the United States these are the these are the more important questions and and not yeah. only that conversations wouldn't you say you just packed so much amazing stuff in there. Yes, those are the issues that we should be talking about. As to this transgenderism, it, it's even come further than that. It's, is it okay for schools to give children um, hormone therapy or puberty blockers without permission of their parents? So, so we're already so many steps away from the original question of, is this even a thing? At yeah. what it just any of it. We're now to the parental consent question. So it's it's back to, um, when did you stop beating your wife? Now we're having this conversation instead of all the other conversations that should have been had prior to that. We're talking about, is it okay for a boy to swim with girls and not, I, we're, we're so many tiers ab above this. Um, but the other, you just said something, um, what you just said about transgenderism, two plus two equals four, and so on, the idea that there is a right answer is, you know, we're, we're so far from this, the idea that there might be a right answer or a wrong answer. Is the country racist or not? The very idea that there is truth versus fiction and so much, so there's that. And then the question, the conversations that we should be having how do we best deal with the virus? How do we best do whatever? How about if we best address what any given child, how, how, to, how to allow any given child be the best that person can be, period. Right. And just period. Or the idea Instead of, of what we're actually dealing with is training them to um, take on some sense of victimhood, this idea that, that they can control any adult's use of language that the very notion of fact <laughs> fact and truth is subverted right they can get yeah, a parent they, they, they get they get away with us and they can argue this karen all day long I, I didn't want to i didn't want to drill down too much on this yeah. but I'm, I'm so glad that you're making me you're nuts. agitated <laughs> she is animated my friends i can see her you can't see her she's uh not happy about I'm this not she, she's, she's been on a tear. She was, you know, she was otherwise ready to get, uh, you know, her espresso cappuccino uh, to kind of keep her. No, I think I, I think I've done my job for for Karen right. today. Uh, anyway, yeah. So so the point is that it's exactly those things. Like you, you wonder why are we talking about these things? You're, yeah. you're constantly wondering. Can we just get off this nonsense? I, I feel a little bit like uh, that scene in Life of Brian, where I don't know if you saw that movie, but where the uh, the people's front for Judea um, are fighting the oh. Romans, right? And they're in the yeah. Colosseum. And, yes. and putting aside the fact that they're fighting each other instead of fighting in the Romans, but it, they're in the Colosseum and they decide to uh, write up a roster of uh, grievances against the Romans. And, uh, and one of them says, and we believe that it is the right of every man to speak public. And then he gets interrupted by one of the, the fellow men. And he says, or woman. And he goes, right. Or woman, and it continues on with his other grievances, and he kept on saying, and furthermore, that every man or a woman, right? <laughs> and it keeps on going like this, and finally it says, What is it with you, Stan? <laughs> and he goes, 
I want to be a woman, right? (laughs) And then they, then they drill down about how they have to, you know, it it doesn't make any sense. You can't be a woman. And he goes, well, I want to have babies. (laughs) And he goes, well, you can't have babies. I was, (laughs) and it goes on and on like this. And then they say, where were we? I don't know. (laughs) So, and and that's the way I feel that, that we're all collectively engaged in this conversation that means nothing. It's, it's preposterous, you know, that, that, that there was no 1776, there was no constitution. And to the extent that it was, it was only designed to perpetuate slavery. Correct. That's um, correct. And all these crazy things. So, you know, I want to get us, I I feel like we're in quicksand, we're stuck in the mud. Do we drown with it or, or do we find some sort of branch that we can hold on to so that can, we, we can walk out of the quicksand and then finally get about our business of, of, improving civilization but they want to de- deconstruct civilization they want to destroy civilization All right that's which right. leads us to our big point today i mean as you know we're, we're talking about wokeism all the time i'm fascinated by the notion of freedom uh the and what brought it up by the way is a um many conversations i've had with a lot of people regarding my being kosher regarding my being vegan uh regarding an Orthodox Jew, for example, celebrating uh, the Sabbath or what we call Shabbat. Uh, and, and if you were to talk to most atheists, most people who are secular and, and say, who do you think is more free you or the, or the, uh, the guy that can eat anything? I'm sorry. You mean the secular guy who eats anything versus the, the Orthodox Jew who doesn't eat shellfish, doesn't eat, cheese and uh, burgers together, for example, and all the other uh, laws of the kosher laws, who do you think is freer? And I I love asking that question. And the secular guy will, of course, say, well, me, of course, I I can eat anything, anytime Mm -hmm. I want. I'm free. And then I say to them, all right, so the guy who um, has the rest on Shabbat and can't work because he refuses to work and doesn't drive his car or whatever it might be, who's more free, you or that guy? And the secular guy, the atheist, will say, why me, of course. I, I can, I, if I want to go to the beach on Saturday, I go to the beach on Saturday. I, I have a good old time. Um, and then, then I make it a little different. Then I say, let's say you feel that you have this constant urge to hurt people. Okay. Um, and you're constantly feeling this urge and you, you act on it. Right. And I don't feel that urge, or at least I know that I need to stop myself. Who's more free. And then he says, well, and then, then, then they're very confused at that point. And they say, well, perhaps you are. And I say, I think so too, but why do you say that? Mm-hmm. Well, because you have to control your impulses. You have to control your nature. And I say, that's exactly what it is when it comes to the laws, of the kosher laws and the Shabbat and so many other restrictions that we insist upon ourselves because we are controlling our nature. Mm-hmm. If you just eat anything that's in front of you, eating is such a great example. If you eat anything in front of you, then are you really free? Mm-hmm. Here, just eat this. Oh, okay, well, that's in front of me. I'll eat it. Okay, but if you exercise discretion, then aren't you the free one? Mm-hmm. I'll give a, a maybe even a better example, more, more 
blatant example. Supposing you have a predilection for alcohol, you like alcohol, um, and you say, well, you know, I, I like alcohol, and here's alcohol in front of me. I'm going to drink alcohol. But who's more free, you or the guy who graduated from AA and no longer drinks alcohol? Tell me. Yeah. Then, Karen, then they begin to get it. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I bring this up? Because in many ways, with all the wokesters out there, we're dealing with a bunch of people who want to simply uh, indulge every one of their fantasies, mm-hmm. every one of their impulses, uh, and it's it's a it's a steering toward a laziness, the inherent laziness in all of us. But they're not happy people, and none of these wokesters are happy. You've noticed them. Never, no one has ever graduated from woke you and said. Boy, I, I really learned a lot, and I feel no. so much better as a human being, right? I mean, nobody. And, and how could they be? Because wokeism tells every single one of these people that they should indulge whatever motivates them for the moment, right? right? There's, there's literally no discretion whatsoever. I mean, feel free to jump in with an, an example, but I'm going to give you one example right now. Uh, as you know, there's this new uh, disease out there called monkeypox, right? And monkeypox, as it turns out, I don't know the exact uh, percentage, but it's like 98.5% uh, contracted by gay men as a result of having gay sex with each other. And, you know, this I didn't even know. I, I, I mean, it shows you how naive I am. I, when, when you and I think of gay men, we think, okay, well, nice gay men. We think of the, like the guys in... In Modern Family, you know, here's Mitch and here's Cam, and they might have adopted a nice, cute uh, little girl, and and they're just like you and me in every way. The image uh, and, they and, want and, us to have that yeah. it's just exactly the same as men and women, except they're both men. Yeah, Otherwise, exactly. It's right. exactly it's, the no, same. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, and surely there there do exist such men, but there is a huge swath, and I don't know if it's a majority, but there's a huge enough plurality, shall we say, that engages in wild, reckless, orgy sex, and not just once every year. I mean, once every, like, every other day. Um, and that's, you know, in, in their mind, like, why not? You know, we all want to have sex the same way. We value sex the same way. It, it's not uh, a matter of intimacy. It's a matter of having a lot of fun. And uh, and then they're surprised that a disease crops out of this called monkeypox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's a shame. I mean, look, we... we Gay, gay men are made in God's image too, but we all have a, a responsibility to be a little bit more cautious about sexuality. Uh, I mean, heterosexual men want to have sex, uh, you know, quite a bit, but that doesn't mean that we indulge it. We have to hold ourselves back. And we thought, okay, when we think to ourselves, well, maybe we ought to build something with society. You know, maybe right. we ought to, you know, read a book, teach people, uh, you know, build, build a bridge, whatever it might be that we need to do. Um, so, but, but no, you know, the whole woke culture now says, no, 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 it, it, there's no messaging going out there. No public service announcement saying, stop the friggin' orgies, right? No message is going Zero. out. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, that's shocking to me. And what they're telling you is indulge away, my friends, because right. whatever you feel, you be you, Right. And that's such a great, a big example. That anyway, I didn't want to hog up the mic too much. Karen, what do you think? Do you have any other no, examples no. like that? 
Um, well, I, I think what we're talking about here is is the notion of constraints. Yeah. And I mean, that's such an obvious thing to say, but that's exactly what you were talking about with 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 kosher, with Shabbat, with monkeypox, with life. It's constraints, and humans function much better with constraints, even though we may feel that we're freer without constraints, but the reality is we're not. We need constraints. Children need constraints. It's a cruelty to children to teach them that there's that there's no such thing as constraints, that be bedtime at any time is just fine, that you can eat what you want whenever that's you right. want, that that's fine. They children they function better they need constraints they mm -hmm. need boundaries and we all need boundaries and the you know your your straw man person that you're talking to who thinks he or she man or woman is freer without constraints is wrong we may have the sense that we're we're freer when we ourselves create our own constraints rather than living under somebody else's constraints i don't need someone to limit my alcohol intake but that's that's because that's who i am um, other people do and operate better that way. And, and if one's constraints come from a, a, a belief system, Judaism, you're, whatever that constraint um, set of constraints is, we do function better with them. And in the, the next piece that I want to mention is because in part, we need something to push up against. Yes, it's a challenge in many ways. You have to do that. I mean, I love yeah. your work constraints, Karen, because it's so Im imperative. Like, like you think about all the things that go, right? I, and I literally mean go, like a car or the spatial, yeah. for that matter. Yeah. It's, they, they, the whole vehicle is a system of constraints. That's correct. You don't just put the fuel in anywhere, right? It's constrained to a certain place and it gets right. fed, in, fed in a constrained way to the ignition That's and, right. and that in turn is, you know, it doesn't flood the entire engine. Otherwise the car will blow up and it'll certainly won't ever move. Same thing with the space shuttle. It has to be constrained in such a way that the, the, uh, the, the fuel, the jet propulsion uh, goes backwards in such a way and it goes straight up as opposed to anywhere. Right. That's, that's right. That's, that's right. Systems work better when, when they meet certain criteria, they just, right. they just do. And if you put the gas in the water and the water in the gas, not, not going to function. And humans, exactly. you know, same, same exact kind of thing. We as a system function better when there are, when there are constraints and, and the car, cars is a great one. Um, and this is going to lead to the other thing that I wanted to mention. We do need to push back, and part of that is physics. That, that literally is physics. We work better when we're pushing off of something, when we bounce off against some kind of limitation. We, we function better. We, our brains work better. Our bodies work better. Cars work better. Everything works better when you're pushing right. off of some kind of friction system or... Right. And they, they don't want to see it. They, they never want to see it. Uh, I, I always love the example of traffic laws. And, and I, nobody is, and I, I had a whole podcast on this. Nobody ever complains about traffic laws, right? When you think about uh -huh. it, right? right. They, they may want to speed limit a little higher. I get that. But no one complains about the concept of speed limits. No one complains about stop signs or traffic lights or otherwise. 
but th- that's a system of constraints, Absolutely. right? And when you think about it all the time, and it functions better precisely for the reasons that you just said. Now, imagine um, what would happen if we said, okay, today, no constraints day. Uh, today's a, a Friday. This Friday, everyone just rock and roll as you like. You, there's Do whatever you please. You know, there'll be terrible accidents, as we know, right? Now, the reason why nobody complains about the constraints of traffic laws is it's very simple because the impact is immediate. Mm-hmm. It happens right uh-huh. away. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah. And by contrast, you know, all these efforts to unwind civilization, to hate America, to say that it's racist, to, to say that a man can be a woman anytime he pleases, and uh, you can have a sex change operation, and all the other things that we've been talking about, um, we're not going to see the, the impact yeah. of that accident or the loosening of the constraint, as it were, uh, for, for decades, or maybe, maybe even as short as a year. I don't know, but we won't be able to see the cause and effect in the same way that we would with traffic. Not light. in the same way. But- he ran. The, he ran the traffic light. Uh, it was red, and th- therefore he crashed or killed that pedestrian. Okay, now we know the reason why. But right. I don't think they'll do that now. I, I the reason why. I mean, a great example of this, Karen, is the the the, the fact of greater uh, greater percentages of blacks in the prison system today, right? So you ask a woke person, why is that so? They'll say, well, because of racism, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, more blacks are being sent there because those those hideous judges uh, will, are more likely to put a black man in jail. Right. They never talk about black women, by the way, you know, inherently, right? It's weird. But nevertheless, <laughs> weird. They'll put the, the, yeah, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. why? So um, the uh, and that's more proportional. It's actually it, it's, it's interesting. But anyway, black men are much more proportionally in jail than white men are. And uh, when you account for the percentage of blacks in society versus uh, whites, and and the, the go-to answer is, well, that must be because of racism. It has to be. Of course. When, what's that? Of course. Yeah, of course. So the real reason, as you and I know, is something much more prevalent among the all the prison population, which is fatherlessness. Yes. Right? That, that's the reason why. Every, almost every single violent prisoner absolutely or drug offender or rapist or all those things are are men that have not had a father in their lives that's right and but that's that's too too difficult to make a connection for so many people you don't have a father well let's see what happens i mean literally it, you know it could be 10 20 years later before you see the consequences of that yes but the little boys if your eyes are open, you see it then. You don't see the crime then, but you see the pain then. Yes. And you see the pain in little children when you go up to them and say, are you a boy or girl? Or what is your gender? If they're three years old, four, you see the damage. You see it in their eyes in the moment. But, right. but they are so, the people asking that question are so mission driven that yeah. they think in the long run, they're, this is the right thing. And they're not seeing the pain in the children in that moment. And that pain is That's there point. in that point. Kids, moment. Kids love uh, to identify with their sex. They uh, do. Very early on. I'm a boy and I love it. And, and girls are icky. And That's uh, right. And boys are icky. And to yeah. say that you as a boy 
you're the icky one. And, and don't you want to be a girl today? When you do that jumbling, you yeah. see in their eyes. And I, you do. You were and, a teacher yourself. You know what's what. Uh, and absolutely. And as a parent, I remember my child, my daughter came home. She was in first grade. They were reading a book. I didn't even know this, but for some reason, for days and days, she was a very unhappy child. And it wasn't even about this transgender stuff, but a book that they were reading in first grade was really disturbing to her. I, I didn't know it was from a book, but I knew she was deeply disturbed. I went and I asked her, she didn't know how to talk about it. I talked to the teacher and just, it came out by the by, we were reading this book. Ser how are they doing this to children day after day after day after day after day? Yeah. With this specific you know? mission of destroying right. their little souls, and yeah, that they, is they, they what really they're wanna, doing. They, they want to screw them up. They are screwing they them up, and it's yeah. uh, it, it's designed to destroy it our society. It is designed to yeah. to do this. So the other part that I wanted to mention as to why they're doing this, or how how this is happening, and, and constraints and pushing on things, and why are they doing this? There's um, again physics entropy. Mm -hmm. Entropy is chaos. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yes. And, and the second law of thermodynamics says all things left un without work being done to, to prevent it tend to more chaos. Yeah. Entropy rules. Everything goes, water flows downhill. Everything tends to chaos. Leftism, hello, Go, it's that's chaos. all it is. The, bingo. And that's the, that's the main is. theme of this, uh, this podcast that we're discovering just like, you know, it's, uh, what we talked about before the kosher laws, the Shabbat laws, yeah. the, the idea of going to church to learn about yourself and to, to make yourself a better citizen. These things, uh, are, are completely out of sync with wokeism. Wokeism has no yes. standard whatsoever. That is correct. Zero standard. And, and they appeal to your laziness, more importantly, yes. to your indulgences. That's what they really want. They, they want you to just say, to, to think of yourself like, whatever you feel, whatever. go for it, buddy. Yeah, whenever, whatever, you're cool. So the orgies are fine. Uh, you, you feel like you want to try out homosexuality, go for it, buddy. Uh, yeah. you, you feel like you're a man uh, when you're a woman and vice versa. You go to the other locker room and it's tough for the other side. Uh, for those, you know, the, the biological uh, females, uh, you know, having to deal with a man, with a person with a penis in their locker room. And yeah. that's their problem, not yours. And yeah. uh, you go with what you feel because that's all that matters. And you hear this constant refrain. It's okay. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. What, you know, so what? How does it affect you? I remember one of the things that um, uh, when, when Dennis uh, Prager was talking about uh, gay marriage, and he went uh, to Congress to testify about why it's not such a great idea to allow gay marriage as such. Gay partnerships, fine, whatever, or whatever they called fine. it, yeah. Mm -hmm. But to, to actually take marriage and say that 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 should also apply to gay men or, or, or gay women, for that matter, they he said no, that it's it's a bad, uh, it, it, it'll be a slippery slope. And so one congressman asked him, "How does gay marriage affect your marriage, sir?" Mm -hmm. Right. And he was a little bit, believe it or not, he was a little bit flummoxed at the time. And, you know, everyone could think to themselves, well, this is what I would have said. And, and, and I'm, I'm saying what I would have said too, but I wasn't there at the moment, the heat of the moment and so on. But it threw him a little bit for a loop. Uh, but what I would have said is, okay, well, how does incest affect my marriage? 
How does bestiality affect my marriage? How, how does polygamy affect my marriage? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. But would you say those things are good for society? We all right. agree that incest is bad and polygamy is bad. Right. Uh, so, and, and I'm not equating uh, gay marriage or, you know, gay... gay no, uh, no, no, of course. We're not equating it at all. But, but, but the fact is that there are certain standards and marriage has always been between man and woman. And that, that's the way it should be. And it's, that's what has advanced society. But people don't even stop to think about marriage as a standard, as a, a, the that's reason correct. why. Whereas you said very well, I love your word. I'm going to be using it much more often, Karen. Uh, constraint. The idea yeah. of, of constraining marriage to mean man and woman. Why? Because with that coupling, you have the possibility of having children. Children. Advancing society. It's for the children. It is the building block of society. Whether or not you have children is irrelevant. That pairing, and this is from you, from, from your books, it's oneself and one's opposite. Right. That's how it's supposed to be. It's oneself and one's opposite, not a narcissistic kind of thing, me and somebody just like me. Right. Oneself and one's opposite to create children and to protect those children. And because marriage protects the man, protects the woman, protects the children, period. You put two people together, and that's it. Whether or not you have children, it's an institution created for that purpose. Whether or not you have children, whether or not you can have children, choose to have children, did have children, don't have, doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. The institution is created for that purpose. And, and that's it. Also. Otherwise, there's yeah. no reason to, ha- to have marriage. Right. And I'll prove your point. Two men to point. come together, you, you yeah. do, it's not a marriage. Right. I'll prove your point about this. And, and okay, it's, good. You know, I like to think in terms of, you know, do, do um, thought experiments. And I had this in my book, Rise of the Sex Machines. Supposing you're going to a, a cocktail party with some friends and it's, I don't know, 150 people or so there. And you bump into a friend of yours and you say, oh, you know, uh, Karen, I'd like you to meet my friends, Bob and Sally. Uh, and you talk to Bob and Sally. Oh, nice to meet you. And uh, Bob and Sally are married. And you say, oh, great. How did you two meet? You know, you, you do chit chat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and are you guys, do you have any kids? No, not yet. But, you know, I'll tell you the news. I'm pregnant now and it's really great. And, oh, we really would love to have a, a whole brood of four kids. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to make a softball team. We will. Very cute things like that, right? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so now you move to a different part of the room. And now your friend wants to introduce you to a friend, uh, two friends named Fred and Stan. Fred and Stan are a couple too. Okay, and you say, oh, hi, how are you? And and. Let's let's face it, the fact that they're gay just kind of does not alarm bells, but it you can't you can't just treat it the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and we don't know why, and I'll, but I'll tell you why in a moment with my more extreme example. Okay, so the two gay men, you say, okay, well you try to treat them the same way. Oh, how did you two meet? And and you you pretend as though it's just the same as Bill and Sally. Okay. Uh, now you move to another part of the room, and now you see a group of five people. And these five people, uh, you know, you know, your friend wants to introduce you to these various people. I can't, there's so many of them, I can't invent names all of a sudden, but you get the <laughs> idea. There, there are three men and two women. And she names them all, and you say, oh, okay, are you guys friends with uh, Deirdre, my, my friend, uh, you know, from college, uh, or something like that? 
no, we're in a quintuple. Right. Why not? And and you say, oh, okay. And you get this weird vibe about you uh, inside of yours. like, And you try to act normal about it. And they want you to act normal about it. But of course, it ain't normal. Mm-hmm. We could say right now, that ain't normal. Quintuple. And now the big question. Why do we have these feelings? What is it that makes us say, ah, that's, that's off? Okay, why, why do we not immediately accept them? By the way, you know, gay uh, coupling has, has existed from time eternal. There have been orgies from time eternal. Sure. Um, there's been incest from time eternal and so on. If you met another, another couple and one is their brother and sister, you would, you would say, okay, that's freakish. You, you wouldn't like that at all, right? Uh, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily, in fact, I'm sure you wouldn't, Karen, neither you nor I would say, oh, that's cool. Whatever works for you guys, brother and sister, you love each other. That's all that matters. Right. Uh, please don't and have any kids. That is the <laughs> mantra. But we, it, yeah. love is love. Love is yeah. love. Obergfell said love is love right. or whatever. So, but the goes. question is why mm-hmm. do we have that weird feeling? And I, everybody has it. They, they may not judge them. They may want to not judge them. They may want to be the coolest, most woke, most progressive person out there and just smile along the way. But on the inside, they say, this is weird. Mm-hmm. And that notion I'm very curious about. Why is it? Because it's not new. That has always been the case. Mm-hmm. And here's the reason why. I finally figured it out. Because your first friends, the male and female, or not brother and sister, who want to have kids and all that stuff, they are doing their part in the advancement of civilization. Yeah. The other couplings that I talked to you about, there are one-offs at the very least. They, they can't advance civilization. We resent them in a way, whether we really... I said it's weird, but in a, in a sense, we actually resent them because they're not doing their part to advance civilization. How do you like that? You don't think Buttigieg and his friend are uh, doing no. their thing? No, I do not think so. And yes, they can adopt and so on like that. But let's let's not pretend that that that's the same. It's just not okay. I, I, and. It's, it's weird to have two dads. I think uh, a child needs a mom. I think a child needs a dad. That's the ideal thing. Yes, I know. One of them could die. The parents could divorce or they could be alienated, whatever. But that's, that's at the margin, right? That's really an important point, though. You can still have the ideal. Yes. You can't reject the ideal. It's still the ideal. Even and that's why the optics matter, short. too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Just like the, the example of, of a couple, now, now somebody's screaming at the podcast and they're saying, well, what about the couple that can't have kids or don't want to have kids? It's still the ideal. Still the ideal. Yes. You are sending a signal. You have a responsibility yeah. to send a signal to civilization that I'm coupled with a, a member of the opposite sex. And this is the ideal. And sure, we only have one kid. Sure, we have no kids. Uh, whatever. Um but that's not the point. The point is, it's not the point. We're talking about advancing civilization. That's right. Which which brings me to another interesting point. Um, I, I've met a couple of of gay men in the various different uh, symposiums that we frequent. Karen, even mm-hmm. at AFA, I remember meeting a gay oh. man. Uh, he, he'd heard about me on my radio show, and he he said, "Oh, I like your radio show," and. He gave, you know, I, I had the sense that he was gay. And sure enough, he says, I want you to know something. I'm, I'm a gay man. 
And, and I said, okay. And he says, well, I want you to know also that, that I, I'm no longer practicing homosexuality. I, I want to be with a woman. I want to do my part. I understand that, that this is what I need to, I, I need to fight my instinct or my impulses to be with another man. Am I attracted to another man? Uh, he said, yes, I, I am. But so what? I, mm-hmm. I have to find a way to be attracted to women. And that's what I want for myself. And he actually w- wanted to do gay conversion therapy or whatever they call that. Um, and I said, you know, I, I gave him a big hug and I said, I so respect you. I so admire you for that. I don't have an impulse toward other men. So, you know, I don't get that in a sense that I, that I would have to fight that. But, I, you know, the, the equation would be if somehow I was told I was not to be attracted to women. And now, now I have to try to do what I can to be attracted to men. You know, I, I get that, that that could be very difficult, but yeah. still it's possible. You know, the, certainly the parts fit. <laughs> it all works in that department, right? So, and I, and I thought to myself, like, what if, what if we just allowed everybody to just indulge in whatever they want? And I'm not, I'm not even talking about sex anymore, although sex, of course, is a very big part of it. But to indulge in drugs, which mm-hmm. we're inviting people to do, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we haven't even yeah, talked yeah, about drugs. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're inviting people to indulge in crap music and say and crap art and say that all things are beautiful. There's no such thing as ugly. Everything right. is wonderful. And uh, whatever you feel, whatever you're feeling at the moment, you're, you're feeling rage, you know, then I honor your truth, right? And then even truth, it doesn't have any constraints on it, right? So everything is, is up for grabs. Everything is what you feel for the moment. Um, likewise with alcohol, we've already talked about alcohol. Uh, what if we were to tell the alcoholic, you know what? If you have a, a predilection for boozing it up, uh, by all means, go for it, buddy. Go for right? it. And, and we would understand, I mean, it, you know, at least good for today, that that's not a positive message. And we applaud people who resist that. But what's the difference? Really, I, I, we started off with the monkeypox thing and, and yeah. the gay orgies and everything else. Um, what's the difference? I mean, in fact, aren't you just as much endangering your fellow man by engaging in this reckless sexual behavior, which may in turn hurt or even kill somebody yeah. when he has sex with yet another person, man or woman. I mean, there's bisexual men too, right? So all of a sudden, you know, there's no, but there's no sense of responsibility for civilization, Karen. It's, that, that's no. what's happening here. Instead, we're appealing to a person's inherent laziness. Uh, and that has got to be the most appealing thing about wokeism. I think that's why they yeah. win. That's why they succeed so well in, in gathering up these young folk, especially because they're told that whatever you feel, it's totally awesome. Do not constrain yourself to use your word uh, in any way whatsoever. And if you do, well, that's, that's some sort of white privilege thing going on or some sort of American you know, frenzy uh, extremist out there that's holding you back. Don't listen to them. You do yeah. you. Yeah, and that's why I liken it to entropy because entropy is the way that things go naturally. This is the way that things would also go naturally, but it winds up with complete chaos instead of a functioning system. And that the non-constrained way of living would wind up with chaos and a non-functioning system. So... 
as to work out of entropy requires literally work. That's the, again, the physics term. Right, I love it. So too, does this require work, which means I'm not going to do that today. I'm going to limit this. I'm going to work inside of these constraints. Entropy really is the natural way of things without being pushed back against. Leftism, wokeism, exactly the same, yeah. exactly the same thing. It's the tendency of humans without any kind of work being done to push back against our baser nature, our animal nature, um, our infantile nature, and is destructive to civilization. Civilization is to give constraints. It is to be human. It is to apply the mind. It is to create order out of chaos. It's the civilization and wokeness are 180 degrees out. Yes, exactly right. And, opposites. And, 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 you know, what I also love about this is that there's a clear distinction between those who are of faith, uh, Christian or Jewish, uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, and, and those who, who don't, I mean, yeah, yeah, the, the woke yeah, yeah. have, they think that Christianity and Judaism are things are relics of the past and they should all be discarded. There's nothing that, that they have to offer civilization. Um, and only wokeism do, uh, does, and they know everything better than you. Uh, and then what's, what's it like? What do they say that the old expression is every generation thinks it's the first to discover sex, right? <laughs> yeah. Now and it's everything. Yeah. Now this generation thinks it's the first to discover not just sex, but civilization and what mm. works. And, and that's pathetic to me. Like they, they, and they discard anything yeah. that, that preceded them. Yeah. Anything at all. Yeah. So look, I mean, I, I'll wrap up this, this podcast. Um, boy, time has flown, uh, Karen. Flown, seriously. Really has. Uh, <laughs> and and your, the brilliance of your comments, I, I so appreciate that. Well, but I'll wrap you. it up by saying, like, we, we talked before about freedom. Right. What, what is it to yeah. be free? Yeah. And you, you can, uh, a very good friend of mine who's an atheist, I said, look, you and I are different animals. Uh, you are like the guy that goes down a river. A river takes you wherever it's going to take you. And you're waving your arms this way and, out, and, and, and about. You know, it's not dangerous. You're just waving your arms around, moving your body. And you think, hey, I'm free. Not realizing that what's really happening is that you're just going where the current takes you. Uh -huh, uh -huh, right? uh -huh. We Jews, we Christians, we, we ones who follow God and understand the concept of, of boundaries and constraints. We're like the guy on the side of the river, you know, with our walking stick, perhaps walking around, but deciding where we want to go. Uh -huh. Who's more free, uh -huh. right? That's, or swimming instead of just, yeah, you know. exactly. Or swimming upstream if you want. Again, but there's work, work yeah. being applied to it. And, and, and that's the joy of work. We love yeah. work. I mean, if, if anybody has ever worked in a, in a, in a good job and they, they know that day, and even if it's, a, if it's a job they don't love, right? Maybe they're a waiter, yes. maybe they're a garbage man for that matter, but, but things got done that day and it just kind of went really well. Uh, and you, you kind of, you clean up a lot of garbage, uh, cans, you, 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 you know, conquered that thing. You made the place look nicer and you feel good about it. Yeah. And there's something about work that we like and they, but because we're doing something that's fighting entropy. Yes. That, that's exactly what makes us right. happy in the end. We, we, we strive and that makes exactly. us happy. 
So that's yeah. why I'm a happy person. That's why you're a happy person. Yes. All these wokesters, oh boy, they are miserable, Karen. They are truly miserable. And they Think will for it. eternity be miserable. <laughs> yes. Because yes. There's, they will, ne- it, by definition, they cannot be satisfied. <laughs> cannot. A- Karen, it has been such a delight to have you on the Barakleri show. Same, Barak, really terrific. I, I would be delighted to have you again and Love keep to up come the back. great work at American Freedom Alliance. Can Thank we uh, direct people to the to the uh, the right website? Absolutely, AmericanFreedomAlliance.org. And we have a conference coming up October 1 and 2 on the globalist organizations that are the puppet masters of everything that we're suffering under. So, Folks, yeah. I've been to this uh, organization many times, and I have to tell you, whenever I go to one of these uh, seminars or meetings, my brain is on fire. I come, I come out of it so delighted. I, I, I know that I've learned so much. Especially Thank at you. the uh, with the good the good hands and the helm of um, sorry with Karen Sigmund at the helm. Thank you, Karen. Thank you so much. God bless. My pleasure. And, in the meantime, and you this, as well, Brock. Thank you. you. In the meantime, this is Brock Lurie signing off, saying, God bless, and we'll talk with you next week. <laughs>